0: Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Miss Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. Hello, friends. It's so fun to talk food with you. (sighs) It's just really... August is actually one of my favorites. It is. Because it sort of feels like... The end of the summer, but yet it's still great. It's like a Sunday of
1: summer. And the fall is the best season of the whole it year. Is. So, as you oh. like, just are enjoying the summer and then hopeful into fall, I know people get depressed about fall because it leads to winter, but just don't think about that. No, part.
0: I absolutely, and I'm, well, that's, I never, like, I love Sundays too. When people get the Sunday blues and they ruin their whole Sunday just grumping <laughs> about Monday, I'm like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? You've just wasted your whole day. That's true. And that's how I feel about September and October in <laughs> the first couple weeks of November. You see, you. <laughs> you are not going to let the
1: Sunday scaries get to you or the fall into winter no. depress you. No, no.
0: Uh, in fact, I'm going to talk about, you know, I don't know, a top two in hour two. Let's do
1: it. Give the one, two. one, two, one two. And now the weekly dish presents. Top two, top two. The top two.
2: Pick your best two.
1: In hour
2: two. All right, give me All two. Winning, winning, with winning. With
0: all right, we're going to talk about two things that we are super loving the most this week. What do you got, Steph? Um, I
1: seem to have deleted one of mine, oh, so no! I wondered what that was going to be. Shoot, do you want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Okay, Um, I am obsessed with Johnny Pops. I oh. love Johnny Pops. I just love their whole philosophy because I just love... I don't want to not eat any packaged food. I think packaged food is a joy. I just don't want it to be so filled with crap all the time. And so I love Johnny Pops, and they have a new flavor out, okay? Have you tried this? No. Did you try the root beer and cream? No! So we tried them on Twin Cities Live the other day because it was National Root Beer Float Day, and they came out with this new flavor. And so it's root beer and cream, and I am not kidding. You know when you taste like a real... Like artisan small batch made root beer. Yeah. That is made from like the actual sarsaparilla. Oh, God. And how it's so good. Yeah. And it's like very herby. It's very, it's got like spicy herbiness and to it. And just like really refreshing. It's like the difference with like a ginger ale um, that is, you know, like made from real ginger versus like a Schweppes, right? Yeah. I mean, this is just the reality of life. Johnny Pops has a new root beer and cream popsicle. It's called root beer float and cream. It is so good and it's white. So you look at it and you think, oh, you're sort of unassuming. I don't know what's going to happen when I eat you. And then you take a bite and you're like, (gasps) ba-bam. Oh, man. It's so good. They have some other new flavors too that I haven't tried yet, um, but they have a dark chocolate and cream. They have a cold pressed coffee chocolate and cream. These are like popsicles that I feel very happy giving to my child because they contain like four ingredients and not scary bomb pop colors. Yes. Um, they are the popsicles. and I'm not trying to go too hippie on you I no. just want to eat food that actually is real food and not fake scary well, food
0: and I mean they're again they make you feel better they taste
1: they taste like better. beyond we get the mango all the time yes and that's Jake's favorite I have been finding the raspberry and strawberry and giant um, packages at Costco oh, you have so if you have like you know if you're feeding popsicles to the neighborhood kids right. and you're not necessarily interested in like a $20 a day popsicle right. habit for them right. um the Costco option is really nice but um Seek out the other flavors. We linked up Johnny Pops, their website where you can go and you can see where they sell them near you. But they're local, yep. and they're just simple and they're good. They're at the and fair
0: last year at the fair. They had a unlimited pass. Do you remember yes. this? Where you could buy ten bucks and then you could get unlimited Johnny Pops all day. I know the cherry
1: chocolate. And I don't know cream if they're doing one. that
0: again this year, but that was
1: brilliant. It would be really smart. But I they're love that. so. Good. So anyway, shout out to Johnny Pops. Way to go. Thank you. I love your root beer float and cream popsicles.
0: Okay. I love it. So, OK, my I remembered what one, my other
1: one was, by the way.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll just let you know that I love I mean, we have I've talked about this before, but I love the small town festivals. Yeah, the garlic I mean? festivals
1: going on this weekend. Is
0: that it? That is this, in oh, Hutchinson. I totally forgot that. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know. That I saw is, that. That's today, I think. I it's, think so. And it's a rain or shine and it's out there. It's really one of the best tasting festivals of all
1: times. So good.
0: So good. Uh, for me, though, it's going to be Corn Days, which is my local little Corn Days, which happens in Long Lake, and it happens at St. George's Church, and it has happened there since I was a kid, Fabulous. and I would ride my bike up to the church on the Friday night and help shuck corn into these big barrels, and that's oh. like a thing that I... Did my sister was a corn princess, for God's sakes, you know, during one of the pageant years. I mean, that's a serious accomplishment. I know. And then now it's like, now you know, we sit at the parade on Sunday at the end of my mom's driveway and basically people throw candy at you. And now Jake's friends are in the band, like the high school marching band that goes. So like we throw things at them and, you know, there's lots of fun little things, but it's a total, you know, like the garbage truck is in the parade and the fire, (laughs) you know, the fire guys are in the parade. And like, it's just one of those moments where you're like, kind of love living in a small town even though you're 20 minutes from the city fantastic yeah so and they have days, lots of corn oh my gosh you can pay like three bucks and eat all the corn you can eat you so can get like an unlimited I'm stamp
1: this is why i'm always kind of mystified by the hopkins raspberry festival because i've been there and i've never seen a raspberry yeah, just a giant I know. stuffed one i know yeah, i don't no, I want, I want. like I want, I, want, I want to eat the actual thing that's yeah. there like you go to garlic fest and you can smell the garlic oh my god you guys the parking lot yeah it you're is, gonna
0: come out of that garlic fest Smelling like garlic, it's which is fabulous. A good thing. Okay, very good. But yeah, good. so corn days in Long Lake—it happens today. That's that's going on tonight, and then tomorrow is when I'll be there. If you want to come, say hey. Mm. I'll be having a beer and sucking down corn. Very basically. fun. All right, what's your second one? Okay, my
1: second one um, is always a cheese. I always have to mention a cheese because I just love cheese, yes. and I don't know why I haven't been buying or using cotija cheese my entire life. Yes. but I have um, a wedge of it in my fridge, and I've been using it on so many different things so if you're not familiar with it it's it's like a salty hard Mexican cheese it's
0: like feta if you want to think it's kind about of it like, like feta
1: yeah it's like feta slash um but it's a little bit more moist I think than feta just I don't know mine's bit. pretty dry it like, is dry it's like yeah it's like a crumble because yeah. I'm like pu- I'm like plucking it off of this wedge and just like crumbling it on things mm-hmm. and um why I really got into it is because um they serve it at Pajarito on lots of their tacos. Yes. And then I was like, I don't know why I'm not buying this to put on my tacos instead of like melty, flavorless yes. Monterey Jack. No, why? Why am I not putting something on tacos with like a salty, briny punch? And mm-hmm. so I bought Cotilla cheese and I've been putting it on um, on tacos and on like you know, taco salad kind of things. But you can also make Mexicorn with it. Yeah. If you like make sweet corn. Like and the then, Yep. And then put like the um, mayo on it and mm. some chili powder <laughs> and then some cotilla cheese. Done. Boom. And I've also been putting it on avocado toast. So, yeah, I just yeah. take a piece of toast, put avocado on it a sl- big slice of heirloom tomato, some cilantro, and then cotilla cheese on the top with some salt and pepper. And then I've just been crushing that for breakfast. That and is so yummy. It's been so, so good. So anyway, it's tasty. It's salty. It's yummy.
0: Um, I kind of think also that that's like that cotilla is, is just, it's such an easy find in the grocery store and you yeah. kind of go over it and you don't even see it. But all, and also I put it on the top of like pork. Yes. Like just because you don't want like to melt, when you don't want like that cheese thing, But
1: you also want a little bit of punch of like salt. Yes. Like that is the beauty. And what's the other? There's another Mexican white cheese. um, Well, there's the queso fresco. Queso fresco, but I actually think this is, cotilla is better than queso fresco. It has more flavor. I feel like cotilla might have been aged a little bit. I I think queso fresco is,
0: you know, straight. Freshly made. Also,
1: shout out to the new El Burrito Mercado yes. in Minneapolis. Oh, God, we haven't even said that yet. In the yet. old Pepito's space. Um, thank you for existing. I'm heading over this weekend. Uh, I will tell you, that is, I'm super excited about that. Me too, because I, I love you, El Burrito Mercado, but Cesar Chavez is tough for me to get over there from my my location of where I live. Yeah. And the old Pepito's space, I'm so happy that they, um, that there is going to be a continued tradition of amazing Mexican food in that space. Yes. Um, and And salsa dancing Saturday nights hello boom
0: do we all we've just been waiting for that I feel like I know I feel like that's a thing where there's going to be giant margaritas and salsa dancing I think I have to be there I like it do you have something else that you love Um, I do in fact I have something that's happening today at 3 p.m. on Facebook and I want you guys to tune in it's with our lovely friend Stephanie Meyer from Project Vibrancy Meals. We love stuff. She is going to be doing, uh, we're going to be doing a webcast, uh, Facebook Live on three at 3 p.m. And she's going to be doing dinner SOS. Oh. So it's really about people who are like, I don't think that I can make dinners like because it's too. F- you know, it's too crazy
1: and it's too hard to do. She's a real pro at meal plan, meal prep, you guys, and like clean whole food and helping people through if they have food sensitivities.
0: Yes. And she's just, so what we're going to do is she's going to walk through a couple dishes. I'm going to help her. We're going to talk about it on, on the Facebook. So you should tune in. She is doing some specials and she's opening up, you know, launching on uh, some new program stuff. So I want, I don't want to tease out too much, but I want you to go. If you're hanging around your computer on Facebook at 3 p.m., Check it out. Great. Yeah, so that's what we got going on there. Facebook
1: Live today. Top two in hour two. Very successful. I know. It's kind of all the good things.
0: Um, and I am going to put a link up when after the videos. And if you can't tune in live, we are going to link up to it afterwards. So just to be clear. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. And when we come back, we uh, we have a guest. and We're going to talk about some Spanish sippers that I'm excited about. We'll be right back. This is a Weekly Dish brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I don't know if you know, but the Facebook question of the day today was, I asked Dishers, what has been your favorite summer sipper? Yes. Because I feel like we're finally into August. Like, I think people have gotten their roles, you know, they're kind of feeling like they've... They've had a favorite. Maybe you start with rose, but now you're kind of like, no, I'm into something else. Lots of great comments. People are, you know, there's kombucha, because it doesn't have to be boozy.
1: No, it doesn't. Kombucha is fantastic. Right.
0: But we've got, you know, Terry says bourbon slush. Uh, Susie says lemon drop martinis. Ooh, fabulous. Jackie says Campari and soda,
1: which I am 100% behind. Yeah, that. I'm on board with that too. I know. I've been doing a lot of Hendrix and soda with the cucumber and mint from the garden just muddled together and it just is like really refreshing and I feel like the Hendricks, you know, the gin has more flavor than vodka. Yeah. Vodka and, and I with, aren't friends much anymore. I have been anymore. a solid
0: gin and tonic girl all summer.
1: Hey now. I don't
0: know why. I, and that's not even like normal. That's more of a spring thing. Yeah, but, that's what's
1: been happening to me this summer. I like yeah.
0: It. And Stacey has said that I wanted to call her Paloma because then I was like, ooh, I want a Paloma. Oh, I always want I a Paloma. I always want a Paloma. Yes. But anyway, so I want to keep, go ahead and keep answering there. You guys let us know because it's a good way to get people thirsty for things. The other best way to get people thirsty for things is to have people In the studio talking about cool and interesting wines. That we have coming up. So I have Aaron Ungerman here. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Thank Hi, you for Aaron. having me. Thank Aaron you. and I have known each other for a hundred years, yes, I feel like. Very, too many, too many. In fact, I don't even know how so to young. introduce you. What are
2: you even doing
0: now? What's your job? <laughs>
2: so I work for New France Wine Company. We're a fine wine importer and distributor here in town. And I've been doing that for six years. And yep. before that, I think I knew you in my restaurant days. Yes. So segueed from owning restaurants to now being in the wine business. Oh, okay. Right. That yeah. is really, really fun. So you get to try like everything fine. I do get to try everything. <laughs> (laughs) and actually
0: like we were saying there's so many new things to discover at the farmer's market my whole thing is at the liquor store yeah there are so i it's hard for me to buy the same bottle of wine because i feel like i'm sort of cheating myself because there are so many wines that i don't know about in fact that's actually why i don't buy cases because i can't i can't justify like cracking open that exact same bottle of wine over and over again when i know that i feel like i'm in the dark and so, Erin put a little note up that she's got this new thing coming that I've always been interested in. Yes. And I'm going to say it wrong because I always say, because
2: guess what, guys? It's like T X A K O L I. Yeah, the Basque. They don't make it easy. They don't on make us. it easy. So, on how you. do you pronounce it? So, it's Chocolate or Chocolina. Okay. So, it's the style of wine, it's also the region. So, these are wines from the Basque country in Spain. So, up in San Sebastian and Bilbao on the Bay of Biscay. And so, the wine is called Chacolí or Chocolina. And they spell it like T-X-A-K. Yeah. There's a lot of letters in there just that you look at it you're like, how do I say yeah. this? It's
1: the same as if you would say like um, a Tuscan wine, like it's coming from that region.
2: So can it be different grapes? So the two main grapes, there are these indigenous grapes, and wait for it, because these are real fun to say too, Honduribi <laughs> <laughs> Zuri and Honduribi Belza, because those are real easy to say, right? <laughs> oh, Again, the bass do not make it no. easy no. on us. Oh, but it just does seem like very good. exotic yeah. and right? fun and fancy. Yeah. So we're doing um, an event this coming Wednesday night at the Bungalow Club, which is this amazing new restaurant on hundred East Lake Street in the Old Craftsman space. Welcome we're to right? the neighborhood! Yes, so yes, Longfellow is psyched and loves the place. So, Longfellow is hopping, peeps. It's the place to be. Buy is. your real estate now. Yes, <laughs> all all great restaurants over there. So this they have this amazing patio which has like you know veranda and the pergola. It's beautiful. I know it's lovely. It was and
0: one of the best. In the city, and it's back. That's yeah. Know.
2: So we thought, um, I was chatting with the chef and owner, Andrew Kraft, and he said, Let's do something. Let's do an event. And I said, Well, I've done this once before, this chocolate, chocolate fest. And um it's just a really fun we're going to be out there from 6 to 9 it's going to be just more of a party we're going to be pouring i think eight different six different wines from the region and a couple different uh ciders bath ciders cidras cidras wow. yeah. yeah so we'll have um the perones out which are these um really cool glass Um, wine pitchers or vessels and they're used in Spain and it's the idea of this communal drinking that everyone can pass the Peron and it doesn't touch your mouth.
0: They pour it into your face from like on high. Salt yeah, yeah. That's, that's
2: what we're going to have. The perones will be flowing. We're going to have a DJ. And it's just kind of a fun way. Andrew's going to fire up the grill and be doing little pinchos. So pinchos, I think it um, translates to spike. It's like little um, bite sizes, foods that are on like either a little skewer yep. or on a piece of bread. So very
1: Spanish. I mean, true to like the eating style of Spain, which is you go and you order a drink and there's always food that comes exactly. with it. Like snacking. little bites that exactly. come snacking with it. Snacking and drinking. You know, and exactly. Spanish wines are so interesting because I always hear that they're such a great value because... because... Because in terms of like the quality, the pricing is actually really
2: reasonable compared to like French or Italian wines. Absolutely, It's my I mean, when people ask me, like, what's your favorite wine? I can never. That's like I'm like, that's like picking a favorite child. I can never do that. But if I say if I had to drink, if like you were going to say, Aaron, you can only drink wines from one country for the rest of your life. My first it's Spain, no doubt, because it's. Completely. They're so diverse. There's so many different styles. There's so many different regions. But my heart definitely is with the Basque and the Basque Country.
0: So tell us a little bit about the chocolate. Like, what makes, like, what is the defining characteristic of this kind of wine? So
2: typically, when we talk about summer and these thirst quenching wines, typically chocolates are. They do do some red wines, but it's primarily white wines. Uh We're going to be pouring a few roses too, which is going to be really cool. But they are typically these like lighter effervescents. Some of them, depending which region in Chocolate they're coming from, have a little like spritz to them. So they're really, and they're wines of the sea. If you look at these vineyards, they're literally sloping down facing the Atlantic. So you get this almost like salinity and freshness to the wine. So they're really bright and great acidity and fresh and fun food wines. And I call them like the quintessential porch or patio pounders and yes. in this case they will be patio, oh my patio Gosh, we're talking to wine expert
1: Aaron Ungerman I love your descriptions like yeah. I feel like I'm drinking it just because you're talking about it <laughs> thank you well
2: you have to come because it's going to be really fun
1: I'm in who can wants you, to babysit yeah, right?
2: <laughs> but can me. we find we can find these wines
0: in yeah. stores across so, so like we can come here See what's happening and then yeah. how do we find them? And
2: then also we actually ha- are we partnered up with a retail shop, The Cork Dork, oh, um, yeah. right off of, I think, what is that, 49th and Cedar, Cedar. Right, where the yeah. many have across from IE restaurant there. Um, and I picked them. These wines are in a lot of different local retail shops, but they are probably our biggest supporter of wines from the Basque region. Yeah. And, our company has a pretty large portfolio of wines from the Basque. Um, And so I thought they would be kind of a fun. So the owner will be there that night. It's going to be Russell Fay. He'll be helping me. He's great. He's great people. And um, so we'll have, there'll be ability to, you know, order these wines or a coupon to go. Well, this is a
1: nice way to make it accessible though, because frankly, people feel embarrassed if they can't pronounce something. And I wonder if that's That's like a hurdle in getting people to try these wines from the Basque region is that they don't want to sound like an idiot when they're a, serving it to their friends, but more importantly, when they're even just going to buy it or order it off of a menu. Yeah. And so coming to an event where you can sort of like get to know it and feel more comfortable with it might make you more confident in terms of buying and Absolutely. serving it. Absolutely,
2: and that was really my idea. If I can get 50 people talking about chocolate and yeah. teach them how to say chocolate or chocolate, 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 that is like, that's my overall goal here. I just want to spread the world. There's so many amazing wines and amazing wine regions that people just don't, Know about so we yep. can get people out That's of their California Cabernet yeah. or New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Not that there's anything wrong with those things. No. But we can expand horizons. That's sort of the idea behind this event.
0: So I was privileged enough to sit at a patio earlier this week with uh, a, a friend and a gentleman who happens to have a very deep wine cellar, and we were opening these $350 bottles of French wine. That's and a I good was, friend to have. I know. I was sort of like, wow, you know. And it just reminded me again. And he kind of, we were laughing. He's like, well, I could open a. California if that's what you want, you know, but we're just like The idea that you kind of get into these ruts and it's like every once in a while, you kind of either need a splurge or you need to go off onto a totally different path. Yeah. And it all depends, too, on like what we can get
1: here. I mean, sometimes like we've traveled. um, My husband's best friend lives in Kelowna in Canada. And so we tried all these like amazing Canadian wines, which are really similar to wines of Washington. But you can never get them here because they don't import any Canadian wines. And that was a real eye opener for me to go, oh, my gosh. You know, it's the same thing as growing something that you can't buy at the grocery store where you like try something and you go, "Boy, there are a lot of things out there that I haven't been exposed to. And it's really exciting. Yeah,
2: no, it's really cool. And again, 10 years ago, no one knew about no one was talking about wines from the Bass region. And, And so it's just a fun thing for me. And it's a little bit of a passion project. Like, yeah. I love Spanish wines. I love this region. I love the the food. And so we're going to bring a little a little taste of the Basque to South Minneapolis. I love it. On well, Wednesday night. Fabulous. What would be,
0: if you were going to have a bottle of chocolate, what would you, like, and you were going to cook something at home, what would you immediately, uh, what would come to I'd mind? I'd
2: probably, like, immediately, I'm going to go, like, gambas. I'll do, like, maybe some shrimp sauteed, like, a little, like, you know, shrimp, garlic, butter, gambas yeah. I'd probably go there. Pulpo, when you're in Galicia or in the Basque region, like you're doing a lot of little octopus. octopus. Yeah. Not that I know how to cook octopus, but like maybe I'd go to like Martina and I'd be like, <laughs> Hey, can you cook me some octopus? Yeah. And then I'm going to pair it to this chocolate. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely I kind of think seafood, but jamon, like just a little, um, jamon serrano. And if you can't get jamon serrano, a little prosciutto, like that salty, cause it cuts through the high acidity will cut through really rich fatty food. Oh. This so, is this is what I'm this yeah. is
0: so like what I want you guys to do is to come to the Shakali Fest and it's at the Bungalow Club and we'll put a link up again. It's Wednesday, August fifteenth from six to nine PM and it's a show up. It's a thirty dollar ticket. You show up, you sip a bunch of wines, you have some snacks, we chat, it'll be fun. Yep. And then you go and you find a bottle, you go to Cork Dork, go to a small independent Purveyor. Exactly. And grab a bottle and then go sit on your patio. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and like grab some I mean, yeah. I'm all about the Jamon and like a little mention. A yeah, little and that charcuterie like, and cheese yeah, and you're yeah, good to go. I always yeah. want the ham. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Erin. Thank you for having me. We'll have, have you back later. You. I'll so see you by so some yeah yes. We'll Chocolate see you guys together. Wednesday. Yes. All right, you guys, we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. Hey everybody! Welcome it's back so to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. Uh, if you missed any part of our delicious show thus far, don't forget this is also a podcast that you can pick up on uh, with the with the MyTalk app. It's, yeah, it's
1: so easy, you guys. It's so easy and um, delicious.
0: Yeah, so you yeah. can tune in, or if you missed any part of this, uh, you know, and you kind of want to reback, go back and hear about you know the the recipes that maybe we haven't posted yet or something like that. It's always a good. Good way to just keep it like in your in your little buckets. It's great. I love it. Uh we did get a question, by the way. Uh Lena asked if there's any creative cucumber ideas other than pickles.
1: Oh. I and, wonder if like preserving or if she's thinking just ways to I don't eat No,
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But I, I will say that uh for me, and this kind of goes into what we were talking about, I use I use cucumbers like I like people use chips. So yeah. for dips, because yep. I just don't eat as many chips. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I am completely obsessed with savory
1: yogurt right now. Yeah. Tell me about this. I, what
0: are you using? I am just buying Greek yogurt.
1: Yeah, plain whole fat. Yes. Please.
0: please. And then yeah, in fact I was buying the Faye stuff and it's, you know, it looks like F A G E Fage, fig. Mm-hmm. But the Faye uh, is I buy the five percent. Like it's full you know, all the good fats and everything else. Yep. And I am basically shredding radishes, olive oil, lemon, and pine nuts into it. And that, to me, is a perfect breakfast. I don't understand why I can't have, why are all the yogurts fruit-based when I just want savory? I want herbs and lemon in my yogurt, and I can absolutely eat that for breakfast. Okay, I love that. But I just use it, and it's not even a dip. That's the thing. Is So then the other thing I do is I chop up cucumbers Mm -hmm. and throw that in the savory yogurt. And it's. I know people think it's like a tzatziki sauce, which it kind of is. Yes. But it's also just a not fruit-based yogurt breakfast.
1: This is a great idea. I know.
0: And if you throw some Put like pumpkin a little seeds Zatar on there. And you yes, or tagine. Yeah. But if you use pumpkin seeds or pine nuts, you get a little bit of extra protein yep. too and a little crunch into it. I am all in the salty thing right now. I'm totally with you. Yeah. And so I don't know why I'd have to put, why do I have to keep putting fruit in my yogurt when I want to put vegetables? You don't have to. You don't have to at all. (laughs) Thank you. I think that's a
1: good use. I do think making a tzatziki is a great idea for using cucumbers. And Mm -hmm. I like the trick. Um, Antigone Sander is um, the co-owner of Cafe 421 in Dinkytown. And she's just such a joy Her tzatziki recipe is my absolute favorite because she does half Greek yogurt, half sour cream. And I am convinced that that's why it's so good. It's got just like a little bit more dimension to it. So I would say just take any tzatziki recipe and then just um, cut the Greek yogurt with sour cream yeah, and see what you think because hers to me is like the greatest in the land. I love that. Yeah, and then I think anything... um, You know, you can also dehydrate cucumbers and make cucumber chips out of them.
0: You can. Um, I would say also, have you ever had cucumber soup? Yeah. Zimmern has a great cold cucumber soup with yogurt and dill recipe. And this is just basically you combine chopped cucumbers with yogurt, lemon juice, garlic, tarragon and parsley, a little bit of olive oil. You blend until smooth. And then it's basically you let it sit overnight to kind of get that good. You
1: refrigerate it. Yeah. And then it's just a cold soup. Oh, that's great. Also gazpacho. For sure. That's a great idea. Juicing it, obviously. I mean, you can yeah. juice it and like like you could do like a cucumber watermelon juice. Yep. Um which is so good and that's refreshing. So I mean, pile it in your water. I mean, that's like a very spa thing, but yeah. do it. But there I get it cuz there are a lot of yeah. cucumbers. I got to find a variety of cucumber to grow that's not going to give me so many seeds. This yeah. is like my next year. I'm I'm I keep picking the wrong variety.
0: Okay. I have Tokyo cucumbers that don't have a lot of seeds. That's what I
1: want. Yeah. I don't want the seeds. Yeah, no, it's Tokyo. And I also want like thinner skins. I want essentially like English cucumbers and yeah. I want to just grow them. You,
0: or like the lemon cucumbers. You've seen those? No, those I are like the those ones. too. I ate those a lot. Yeah. Um, the other thing I do with cucumbers is I hollow them out. You're like, you know, you take them, you cut them in half and you make the boats by oh, yeah, hollowing boat. the seeds out. And then I put tuna uh, poke in there. Yeah. So just I toss, you know, the cubed up tuna with avocado and sesame oil
1: or just tuna salad or just 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 tuna tuna tuna
0: instead of ahi yeah why not you let's just do this let's just eat all the cucumbers that we can make a boat
1: So many cucumbers make
0: a boat um we're just actually talking some random things right now so this all just works in well can i just ask you quickly yeah um what are you obsessed with right now? Cause I think your breakfast potato situation
1: was interesting to oh, my me. Breakfast potato situation is really, really good. And I always bring up things that when I make them and my husband goes, what is this? This is the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so I've been getting a lot of potatoes. There are so many great potatoes at the farmer's market. And so I just like pick up baskets of them. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never met a potato I didn't like. So <laughs> until then, I'm going to continue to eat them. Yes. But what I've been doing is just um, boiling them ahead of time so that I have them. You know, I have a little kids, so I need like a lot of things in the fridge that I can just like cook up quickly for them. Yeah. Or have ready to go. And potatoes are nice because if they're already boiled, they're cold in the fridge and then I can like warm them up with butter and salt and pepper. But what I've been doing is then taking the potatoes that are already boiled um, heating up some bacon fat in a skillet, Ugh. cast iron preferably, but use whatever you have. I'm just like addicted to my cast iron. Yep. And then throwing the sliced potatoes in there, and then just doing a little bit of salt because the bacon fat's pretty salty, and then pepper, and serving them as breakfast potatoes. And the key is that because they're already boiled, it's number one they just don't take as long. Right. That's a you know when thing. you start to make breakfast potatoes from raw and you're slicing them, oh they my take God. forever, they and then you always forever. end up with like. Some get kind of dry. Some get kind of like too crispy. These just maintain that fluffiness on the inside and then the crisp on the outside. And my kids love them. And my husband is like, this is the best thing ever. But it's using up the bacon fat that you have. Yeah. And um, and then cooking the potatoes in them. But the key is to just boil them ahead of time. So I'll buy some from the farmer's That is a market, really good idea. Boil a big right. pot and then just have them in the fridge ready to go. Yeah. And that is smart. And then anytime like you're starving too. I mean, I love like it's, I think it's like a throwback to what was that place in the mall where you would get like one potato too. Yeah. And you'd get like big baked potatoes and you could like top them with broccoli and cheese. I just like find that so comforting. So if I have potatoes cooked, I can just like cook them up and then add some steamed broccoli on top and I could do the cotilla cheese on top. Oh God. Yeah. And then you just have like a really satisfying vegetarian lunch or dinner. Yeah that takes 2 seconds. 2 seconds. But the bacon fat you have to have you should only be buying really good bacon and it should only be thick cut and you need to save the fat in a jar. I save the f- I we make so much bacon that I actually have to throw jars away because I have so much bacon fat. I should probably Whoa. be giving it to you. I know. There's got to be a bacon fat charity that would take that. I know. I feel like I should,
0: I should do something with it, but I kind of like the last one. I actually, the last one I accidentally dropped, like I chipped the top into it. So glass got into it. And I was like, well, there goes that whole jar. There it goes. So that has to go away. But I do use it for, you know, I use it for like popcorn too. throw it into the popcorn
1: pot Mm -hmm. and then pop your popcorn in that. Mm. I use it to cook all sorts of vegetables because it just makes it so good. And you're paying for the bacon. You should eat the fat. Like if you're throwing the fat away, you are throwing away I mean, especially if you're buying like $9 a pound bacon, folks, like that's valuable fat. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I love bacon.
1: Um, Okay. So do you eat deviled eggs? I love deviled eggs. Cause I absolutely adore deviled eggs. You know, where I had a really good deviled egg was, um, gray duck in St. Paul and, um, they do, you know, my husband and I went there and I felt, um, I felt like things were a little inconsistent there. Like we really loved a couple things and we didn't really love other things. That being said, the, it was like a duck egg, deviled egg.
0: Ooh. That the
1: inside was so creamy and so delicious that I absolutely loved it.
0: Oh, let's have that.
1: Yeah, uh, I always want deviled eggs.
0: Um, Because I do think that there is like, a, a, Eater put up a thing about like, what's up with the fancy? Chefs can't stop making bougie deviled eggs. Do it, why not? And hey, I was thinking I like about it. it and I was like, you know what? I don't even know if there's been a time when we haven't, I mean, the deviled eggs on restaurant menus really started 10 years ago to kind of like, The resurgence, right? I mean, deviled eggs were kind of a party trick, you know, a home cooking thing.
1: Yeah, probably from like the 70s. Yeah, yeah, When they came out with those like cool little deviled egg trays.
0: Yeah, and then like in 2008, you would see things like yellowfin tuna deviled eggs, you know, truffle deviled eggs in Manhattan. um, Joel Robichon, as we were just talking about, a luxurious deviled egg called Oofs Mimosa made with crab caviar and a dainty topping of gold leaf. This is what I'm saying. But I am just here to say that like even sometimes when we're talking about doing... Um, dinner. You know, like you're doing your potato as a dinner, uh, as as just how it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's just deviled eggs
1: for dinner. Deviled eggs are so good. Mm-hmm. You really should go to Gray Duck and get this one. I think though. I might. I mean, I it mean, really, it really was so outstanding. Uh, the one they have I have a think great burger there too. The
0: lobster deviled egg, which was at Layla, the Sheraton. Restaurant? Great. In Bloomington. That to me was like one of the best ones. Okay. I know.
1: It's about like a really creamy filling. Um, Fitzgerald's in St. Paul. We oh. also order deviled eggs there too. I do want to warn you, they're super mustardy, so they have like a really good bite. But to me, I really like that. Yeah. So they're like punchy. Um, but we I get them whenever they're on a menu. Don't you get them no matter men- what? I tend to order them. Yeah, so do
0: I. I used to hate deviled eggs, and it was because the very first couple that I'd ever had were so mayonnaise Yeah, that it was like I don't know. My mom or never made them. Have- they were not in her in her repertoire in her life. She didn't grow up with them. Yeah. So then the first time someone ever gave me, it was just like it was like eating paste and rubber because the eggs were overcooked and they were just over mayonnaise. You can't
1: overcook the eggs. No. that's the key. This and is then- the key.
0: In fact, again, this is where your instant pot. Is the key for this. I
1: know. I don't have one and I keep thinking that might be the only reason I need one. You do it. To to be on the show, legally you should have one. You you should give me one as a gift. I probably should. showing
0: up. I probably should. (laughs) Um, I absolutely should. Okay. Actually, those are kind of some fun things. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we're going to wrap it up with more of the story and anything else we decide to talk about. We'll be right back. Weekly Dish. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging with us this hazy Saturday morning. I know it's going to be a steamer out there, so hopefully you guys are going to, you know, sip it through it.
1: Stay hydrated. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Eat something cool. Stay cool as a cucumber. We've cucumbers. been talking a lot about cucumbers. Cuc it up, man. Yeah. I'm telling you what. Uh, what was your moral of the story today? You know, the moral of the story, I think, um, kind of came at the beginning of the show when we were talking about mashed potatoes for yeah. dinner. And um, and that it's just the right amount of giving up. And I feel like... um <laughs> I love that That's term. sort of like how I'm living a lot of my life right now, which is the antithesis of the striving for perfection. It's like 80% pulled together, and like 20% just the right amount of giving up. Like, I have fed my children now carbonara. I made them carbonara on <laughs> Wednesday night. My daughter is, like, obsessed with carbonara. It's all she wants to eat is spaghetti carbonara. It's her favorite thing. And yeah. she... Um, went through a peanut allergy test on Wednesday in which she was cleared to eat peanuts, which is very exciting. We've had Yay. some food allergies in our house. So then to congratulate her, she got to have whatever dinner she wanted. She wanted carbonara, carbonara. but then she's wanted that now three nights in a row. And I've just fed it to her because I've had it. I had it left over. And so I was just yeah. like, I think this is fine. And yeah. then um, like the idea of mashed potatoes for dinner or breakfast for yeah. dinner, it's like the concept of like, I will have, you know, makeup on and my I'll have a pedicure, but I just will never have a manicure because that's the 20 percent that is not going to get done. Right. Right. Just the right amount of giving up to me, is the appropriate way to live.
0: <laughs> you know, and in a way, I I will back that up with saying that that is one of the things I love about Weekly Dish. And yeah. just to say what I love about all of us in our little collective here for two hours, and it's with you as a host, with Hanson as a host, with everybody and all the listeners and all of us, I think we have this agreement that like it's exciting to try new things and I want to know about things, but we never, ever try to assume that you should have you should do all the things. It's sort of like this thing of like, let's let's put the best out there and then let's just do what we can Mm -hmm. and have what we
1: can. What's your moral of the story?
0: my moral of the story is that I can't tell you how excited I am that I now can say (laughs) Chocoli, which is a
1: Basque, beautiful wine. Try wines from the Basque region of Spain. And
0: I have a lane. Like what I love about Erin and knowing people like Erin is like she puts things in front of you and and so many great wine reps in town and and sommeliers and everything. They put something in front of you and now you have a lane. So Mm -hmm. now I know I'm going to go get a couple Basque ciders and some Chocoli and I might Think about having those for a couple weeks and see how that goes. I and that that's just really fun. opens something else up,
1: mm-hmm. you know, not getting intimidated by the fact that you don't know how to pronounce something. No. Who cares?
0: I mean, really, honestly, Try this is best. the big thing with Hanson and I, too. I mean, she <laughs> we all know how her pronunciation happens. And, yeah, I, you know, when amazing. I correct her, it's always just out of like, well, this is just, you know, an FYI. I never, ever feel like it's something that you have to say it the right way.
1: I always appreciate a pronunciation correction. Yeah.
0: Well, sometimes I, this is my thing is I would like someone to tell me if I was saying it wrong, tell me the right way, because I always feel weird. Like if you say someone's name wrong too, I know, like if you say, Oh, Hey Jared. And they're like, they don't correct you. And then later on someone says Jared and you're like, why didn't you just, I mean, obviously Jared is not a thing you mistake, <laughs> but I always feel like I would rather know how you prefer me to, to say things. Yeah, I totally agree. Like if someone shortens your name, do they call you Liz? Do people call you oh, Liz? Yeah. yeah, a
1: lot of people do. And yeah. do you like it or do you hate it? Um, I, you know, I like it. I like it. A lot of people like it from high school or my husband always calls me Liz. So people who know him, thro- know me through him will call me that. But you know, when your name's Elizabeth, you have a hundred thousand nicknames. Yeah. I mean, my, my friends from college, all call me Libby. My family yeah. calls me Libby. Yeah. Libs. Yeah. Libs. Libs. Steve Patterson calls me Betty, Betty Boop. I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, whatever. Go with it. Have yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a
0: smirchy. That's all I am basically. <laughs> hey, I just want to remind you guys also at 3 PM, 3 PM. I want you to tune into Facebook live because Stephanie Meyer, who is fresh tart stuff, who runs project vibrancy meals, who sends out this. I mean, if you join the project vibrancy Meals situation and you like talk about giving you a plan to yeah. like have your week and to not freak out about things and to kind of, you know, put things into buckets that you need to, but also no pressure because I have the emails and there's some weeks that I use them and some weeks I don't.
1: I really like this trend. I'm seeing more um, people do meal planning. Like um Alice Soyfert is a blogger dining love with her. Alice with Still Alice. love her roast beef sandwiches that she I make is every year. So good that <gasps> Alice. Um she has an ebook that is all about meal planning too. And it's I mean, I don't know, it's like five ninety nine or four ninety nine. And it is a really great resource because it helps you kind of figure it out. She has like some worksheets that you go through that are not a lot of work. It takes not a lot of time, but it helps you kind of figure out how you eat, how you want to eat, what works for you, and then helps you put a meal plan into play that way. Um, There's another blogger um, who is um, my everyday table. She does a, a, a weekly meal plan thing too. And I, I just feel like it to me, the best way that I've gotten a handle on, Cooking during the week is meal planning, yeah. Because I just I have to have a plan. Like I can't come home at five thirty and be like, okay, what am I doing? It just doesn't work for me anymore, particularly in the land of having kids. Like, no, when, when
0: especially kids, two little ones. Yeah, well, I mean, and I have with Jake, the teenager. I don't meal plan because I don't necessarily know what you know kind of factors are are hitting us that day. Yeah, because there's a lot of times where he's like, well, no, I have to stay after school, and then I have this huge project I have to do, or things like that, and so. And what's really lovely for us is he doesn't, he never minds waiting till like eight
1: o'clock. I know. See, even during the school year,
0: I don't eat until 8 p.m. ever. And so, this is kind of that's a gift that we've sort of given each other. Like, Mm -hmm. he can snack and then we can wait for dinner. And sometimes we eat dinner and then he goes to bed. You know, like that's just the way it goes. But at the same time, I love having. It's sort of the inspiration of meal planning right? because there are times like the other thing about Sundays for me is that I love to spend the entire day cooking on mm-hmm. Sunday so then having that even if it's batch cooking if it's not batch cooking if it's just cooking and having things in the fridge makes it easier for everything else.
1: No I totally agree so I think some of those resources are really nice and it's really nice that a lot of those are local like Steph is great I mean Alice yes. is great and then um, well, and the, they also
0: then understand the seasons of what's going on because here's sure. the other thing uh, Stephanie Meyer one of the best things about her she does eat with the weather like she gets the same kind of cravings even though she's got a very she has a limited things that she can eat because of you know the way that her uh, you know her AIP stuff works but she is the same kind of weird was like oh it's kind of a potato day you know it's like it feels like it's kind of you know, cold and clammy outside. I want something warm and you know, sort of big to eat.
1: Yeah, I like this. And that's
0: the thing. Like right now, I'm very summery with like wanting
1: all the fresh veggies. I just want to eat all the fresh veggies because they're free and yeah. they're out <laughs> they're of free my garden and in your yard. And so when you can go out to the yard and get them, it is a great thing. Do you feel like you have to give some away though? Yeah, you... I give stuff away. I give stuff to people who pass by. I mean, my neighbor Dean was walking through the alley when I was in the garden the other day, and I sent him along with a whole bunch of kale. Yeah. Um, because I just do have way too much. Yeah. I know. I have way too much. I've been using Swiss chard in like everything. I've been using it just in place of lettuce. I've been trying to wrap things in it. I, by the way, the chard thing, at first I thought maybe I'm not going to use this as, and then I thought
0: maybe I'm not going to plant this again next year. I have taking them down to their nubs because I'm eating them because all I do is I take three or four stocks at a time and I chop them up and I put them in everything. I sauteed chicken with them. I put them in pastas. I put them in everything. And it's not even a thing where you're super noticing it, but Mm
1: -hmm. it's just that extra oomph. It's so good. And we're gearing up for the fair. Oh God, you guys. I mean, it's like real deal. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, uh, the week no, it's after two next, weeks. we're we have two in weeks. good shape. Yeah, I've got next week one whole week and then it's the week after that. It's Thursday. Are you going to be out there every single day? We're out there every for single day. Twin Cities Live is there every weekday now. We, we used to have Labor Day off and alas, That's that over. streak has passed. We will be doing a live show on um, Labor Day as well. So. I am like really pumped to eat everything. I'm just ready to go. I missed the fair last year. You know, I I was on maternity leave. Oh, that's right. So I came back for you one came day. back for one day. We saw you, and then you were gone. And then I was gone. I co-hosted for one day because it was I had had my baby on July 4th, and th- yeah. so I was home. So this will be a fun year to get back into it. And yeah. um, and I feel like there's a lot of exciting things happening at the fair. There's, the whole North End is completely yes. redone.
0: Right. I know. I cannot wait. And we are just we just got our media kits. You know, in the old mailboxes and. We're going to be out there. I mean, Weekly Dish, of course, we'll be out there for two hours on the first Saturday. And then we'll be out there for an hour on the second Saturday. Do you
1: try? Are you trying every new food again this year? Of course. Every single new food food. Mm -hmm. on the first day. Yep.
0: Yep. I know. We're going to do. And there's a there's some controversy that we'll talk about. Maybe some there's a a lot of new foods that didn't make the new foods list. And so there's sort of almost like an alt secret new Whoa. foods list.
1: Fascinating. Maybe
0: you should stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. That's March Meek Weekly Dish MSP Mag for all of that good news. I like it. Alright, Elizabeth, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, love. Have a good one, everybody. Ciao, ciao.